Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. I'm Damien Fleming and very excited to review the Brisbane Ashes Test Match and preview Adelaide, the first day-night Ashes Test Match part of history. Joining me today, a man who added his name to batsman dismissed one short of their century for his club team, East Sandy. It's Bradley Hodge. Hodgey, 99, last Saturday, talk us through it. Well, it was a T20 game on uh, Tuesday night versus Kingston Saints or Kingston Heath, I think. And uh, They played quite good golf. Yeah, they, Kingston Heath. They, 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 they got a, quite a good home ground for golf. <laughs> they have got a good ground. This is a nice venue, actually. It was, t- <laughs> it was somewhere in Mentone. Um, and I've ridden my, my uh, BMX when I was a youngster all through the streets of Mentone. And... Do you know what? This is the first time I've ever come across this cricket ground. Okay. And it was a nice little boutique ground. Um, and we were setting the, we, we won the toss and batted. And, um, the skipper pulled a master stroke and, uh, and put Nick Knight to the top, who yes. complaining that he wasn't getting an opportunity at 10. Is he, he similar to English Nick Knight? A no, similar player to that? Oh, he was a very good one day player, Nick Knight. Yes, he was. And I reckon that Nick Knight, the English one, has a little bit more of a better IQ than okay. this thing. Even though he went to Brighton Grammar, I think it was a waste of his, his father. Funds. Waste of That's funds. about 30 grand a year. Yep. You want yeah. something for the effort there. Anyway, lovely guy. He finished with 60 off 40. Um, big dog, uh, Mardo. Got us off to a flyer with 40 off 20. He's been self-promoting a bit, Marto. He's been belting him everywhere. He's got management. Is there many managers in um, the Seeker, is it? No. Well, actually, while we're we're on the topic of Seeker, um, and this is an interesting point of of why we want to promote more one-day cricket and T20. We had a two-day game. I actually tried to get... Guy Martin, a game for Melbourne Career Club. First 11, uh, they played two T20s on the weekend versus Frankston and Carlton. Yeah. They wouldn't give him clearance to have a subfielder. He'd already batted the previous no. week. He got 190. Think of the off. bigger issue. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was pretty disappointed in, in you know, the seeker or anyone that can't have a vision to think that if Marto goes and plays... And this could happen to so anyone. So we could almost do, we're almost doing a guide to non-promotion yes. of your cricket association right now. Exactly. So he could have played. Um, he would have played against John Hastings. You know, blah 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 against Frankston at the Albert. Who oh, knows what could have, have happened? Yeah. Um, it could be in the Australian T Twenty team by January. Mardo, he's building him. If he was in New, New South Wales, he would be. be they, they love to promote anyone from third They're grade in. or below. Um, he's in. I know we're going on tangents here. Yes, One thing have. I do love, the opposite, sub-district cricket, 
um, and I know in the DDCA, my old association, they get a celebrity in. So the Big Duke, the Bowlology Report's own Big Duke, played for Q on Tuesday night, yeah. batted 50. I like this. I love this. You know, if, it was, if I wasn't so busy, I was going to take my youngster to go and watch him. Yeah. Well, I did that. Well for, done, um, Subbies. Yeah, well done. Well, I think most clubs allow sort of one sort of you know, sub-professional or professional come in and play. Um we certainly have. Uh, the other team didn't have on the weekend, but we play them again this Tuesday and they will have. I've played That's for uh, Berwick with yep. Nathan Pillen. Um, as a, it's, it's a great thing. It gets yeah. people in. Um, you know, if the sun's shining, you get a couple of dollars across the bar. You know, for that club to have the big Duke in there far and away is, is magnificent. I think they're looking to recruit him. There you go. You, well, you paved the way. Cost him a bit. You paved him the way, playing in the seeker and still playing um, for the strikers. I'll tell you what. Jukes- Bobby Quiney's eyeing off Washington uh, Bobby's Park. all over Washington Park. We know that. Um, look, the clubs are trying. Um, there's no way the Duke is driving, though, from Frankston South. Up no, there. no good chance. Call. No chance. He's going to play for Private Car- jet. If Karingle can muster some money up for him, You're I reckon Karingle. he'll be there. Hey, Hodge, what about your 99, though? Yeah, back to the 99. So, is it, Was it your first one? No, it's not my first one. It's first one for a while, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't know that I was on 99. There was no scoreboard in operation, only then the, the little old traditional one where click. you flick, click, yeah. click, 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 and move it around. Um, and I didn't know I was on 99. Went for you know, probably what's called a slog. Yeah. Um, the rest of the 99 were slogs, and this was another <laughs> one, and sort of lost my grip. And I'm, I'm going to have a chat to Kookaburra because I'm not very happy with the grip that I've got. You don't have very... to name names. Are you, are you going to talk about David Hussey there? Uh, Hussey will be there, but I, I was nervous because I actually let go of my bat again, um, which is the same thing that happened to Peter Neville, and I don't want that to happen. No. But the bat didn't go and hit him, but I'm like, man, this can't happen. If you're swinging that hard, you can't lose... Your grip. Anyway, I slightly lost my grip, skewed it off. I'll give credit to the bowler. It was a slow wide one, well bowled. What, deliberately took pace off the ball No, or he was not? slow most of the time. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I was waiting for his fast one that actually <laughs> never came. Um, and then skewed one off the outside edge, caught a point, and everyone said, oh, did you know yeah. how much you want? And I said, well, no, I didn't. Um and if I did, I probably would have just dinked one into the gap for a single, raised the bat. Well, that's our poll question, Hodgie, mm. is on the back of your 99, um, is it better knowing you're on 99 or not knowing? You know, I said yes because you can actually just punch a single and, and, and you're already, vi- already visualising your celebration yeah. Yeah. or is it no better being a surprise? In hindsight, what, we'll do the results at the end, but yeah. what would, what, what's your way of going? Well, I would probably prefer to know these days yeah. because I, I sort of know how to manipulate my way through the 90s. I, I think it's worse to know that you're on 99 than when you when you see your name well, up Well, you play every ball on its merits if you don't know. Yeah, but... I think there's you get nervous when you actually enter the 90s. So would you play aggressively when you're on 88? You know, would you try and slog a couple of sixes, or you know, would you just go for the ones? Um, this is like Michael Slater had a, yeah. a horrible record. He made a heap of them. He would have had close to 20 test tons. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear my 99 story? I'd love to hear it. Did you get one? 99. Oh. I made a couple of. Hundreds for South Melbourne yep. district cricket. I might have got Good two. Plan. I might have got two nineties, but not not ninety nine, like a ninety one and a ninety two. Yeah. 
And um, I'm playing my last year of cricket for Noble Park, who I played football for, yeah. Subbies. Yeah. We're in the semi-final Big versus club. Caulfield. Yeah. So they're quite a strong team. And it's the last over, so I'm trying to maximise the runs. Um, I'm, I'm stuffed because at this stage, at 35, I'm not doing – and I've got to bowl the next day too. <laughs> this is tough. I'm batting with tail, so I'm trying to get myself on strike, yeah. right? So bowler comes in, bowls down the leg side, hits my pads, pad, goes down to fine leg. So right. I'm running at the first one hard to get down the other end, yep. run down, get run out by about a metre. Might have been two metres. I was nowhere near no, it. No, right? you weren't that quick anyway. Dismissed, leg by, walking off. The boys at Noble Park go, do, do you know how many on? No, 99. <laughs> I've run myself out <laughs> on 99. So I, I'm spewing a bit, but we want to maximise the runs. Then one of the other Noble Park boys, I think it might have been Johnny Stones. Stones is giving it the, hey, the umpire, very perceptive person, Johnny, has said the umpire hasn't actually indicated leg by, right? No way. No, leg by. So as the bowler's running in, we're waiting to get stopped, get the call of the leg by. As soon as he bowls that ball, everyone just goes upright. I raise my bat because I've just scored 100 yep. off the field. No way. Because you can't change your decision. You can't change your decision. That's amazing. So I don't know if there's been more uh, unbelievable hundreds than that where you actually reach it off the field. So I'd, I want to be, thank that umpire. Yeah, I'd be interested to find out from any of our listeners if they know of any yes. obscure 99s. And the players on the field, and there's probably That's about awesome. 200 people there too. They're going, what? Why so did they... you actually bowl the ball? Well, they going Imagine off. you got a wicket and you celebrated your 100 yeah, at the it, same time. Yeah, my mate got out, number 10, <laughs> you know, Ash Pereira, and he's going, why would you cheer when I got out? Well, I raised my 100 <laughs> as you got out. That's pretty cool. Hey, Hodgie, let's get into international cricket. i tell you what, um, Ash's review of Brisbane, I absolutely loved the test match. I don't remember a more competitive test match at the Gabba for, well, well since I've been covering as a commentator and playing, and, and I thought England very good for three days and one session. And in the end, those key moments didn't, um, they didn't seize the moment, England. But one man who did seize the moment, and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Stephen Smith, when you think he can't go another level, he's going another level. He's 141, and it wasn't, you wouldn't say it was a brilliant knock. It wasn't his best stroke play, but for actually sheer stubbornness, mm. um, leadership, you know, as we saw often from Ricky Ponting in that first test match, yeah. and, and also England tried every plan and, and, he, and he found an answer to everything. Um, Stephen Smith, at the moment, if he keeps progressing at this way, it's Sir Donald Bradman who will never get beaten. Yeah, Greg Chappell and Ricky Ponting are the two best Australia, second best players since I've been alive. For my, my thinking, Stephen Smith, he's going to average in the sixties. Something no one else has done besides Sir Donald Bradman. I think. Well, he will if he continues the way he's gone. Um, the only thing is how long he'll go for. Is you know you probably think that he'll. He might fade a little bit in his last couple of years, um, as did Ricky did for a fraction. It's hard to sustain that level. It's ridiculous how good these. Well, you can have a very are. good series, average forty-five, and your average goes down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was amazing skill. Actually, this was Test cricket at its best. These first, you know, three days were really high quality Test match cricket where. You know, England went into the plan with trying to, you know, keep our quicks out there for as long as possible, and they did that. Um, 
And then Steve Smith just came in. We were a fraction under pressure as well. They're on top, England. And I thought, we're in a lot of drama here. And Steve Smith just knuckled in and and just thought, this this attack can't get me out. And and it just showed. Well, that- in some ways, that was their um, theory, a bit like the Dave Warner theory. Yeah. Is, um, don't worry about getting them out. Just negate their boundaries. But that's okay if um, the patience battle gets won. Yeah. But... But the arm wrestle, well, it was like Sylvester Stallone and Over the Top, the, the arm wrestling movie. <laughs> Stephen Smith went all Sylvester Stallone and, and won it there. So we're going to go through the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So obviously a big uh, tick for, for Stephen Smith. Yep. The next guy I wanted to talk about was, was Nathan Lyon. Mm. And he said some comments going into the series. Matty Pryor, the English wicketkeeper, had a yep. crack at him on Twitter. Didn't Mitchell they? Johnson, who we'll talk about oh, a little bit later in the he's, show, he is the, 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 the strongest, the best, the, the best executor mm. of tweets in world cricket, yep. Mitchell Johnson. But back to Nathan Lyon, the English press said, oh, well, watch out, he's going to cop it. I tell you what, he strode out there, and I know it turned on day one. It was a unique Gabba pitch. Yeah. But... No English batsman besides maybe Moen Alley Moen, yeah. actually had a plan against him. And then on top of that, his unbelievable execution and skill, the run out of Vince. So he had a, a brief It was a game changer. He cut the angle. Mm. He picked the ball up quick, nicely, cleanly. He, he got rid of it very quickly as well. Execution, a um, bit like his bowling. Yeah. So a big tick, um, a very big good. To Nathan Lyon. Yep, he was. Uh, he's definitely in the um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's top in the good list. He was amazing. That run out was uh, not surprised either. He, that's what he practiced for. He practiced pretty hard on his fielding, and he controls that point cover region with immense skill. His bowling was tremendous. I mean, we know that uh, he's always been good. He always he gets questioned in the subcontinent. He delivered. His record's unbelievably good for a finger spinner. Um, and the trajectory and the revolutions that come out, I saw Warney talking about it in the mid-break there. Yeah. Just explaining the difference between him and Mo and Ellie. I thought that was a really cool insight, just showing where the ball's released from. Just a slight millimetre angle of change as to why he's probably a better spinner. So the overspin of Lyon yep. is defeating the side spin of Ali. Yes. In in this game it is, yes. I. Uh, I think that Mo and Ali has to have – he's the type of bowler that if you turn one out of ten, you, you're dangerous, but he just didn't turn any, so no. you're not dangerous at all. Um, Nathan Lyon. Well, I, he's I, getting I'm, compared to Warney, and, and it's not – he doesn't have – I don't think he's got the sledging of Warney, but I think the body language and the belief is, you know, it's Warn-esque. Yeah, confidence is amazing. He's uh, He's got the backing now as well. So I think for him to be successful in Asia in that last Indian tour was massive. I think that was one of those things which might probably bug him behind yeah. his back just as a finger spinner, thinking it's tough. We know that uh, Ashwin, who's got a ridiculously good record, when he comes out here, it's hard. The struggle, even... Um, yeah, the Turbinator, Harbhajan Singh, when he came out, he nah. didn't dominate as much. Merely in Harbhajan, that. They're yeah. averaging 70 or 80 a wicket out of Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. So he's, he's, he's absolutely, it's a good tick. I'm surprised by the tactics of England. If I was up against, if I was looking at Stark, Cummings and Hazelwood, 
I'll be trying to take down Nathan Lyon for yeah. as many runs as I possibly could. Well, we, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, right I think, we'll, we'll in, leave the, in that the bad or the ugly stage. Right uh, good, Patrick Cummins. Yep. Patrick Cummins only got four wickets. Um, we'll talk about his bowling first, but he just looked hostile. And his ability to – he bowled a reverse swinging in-swinger to Stoneman after taking him across the crease. And Stoneman's defence was very, very good in this test match against the Quicks. Then slipped in the quicker in-swinger, knocked him over. And then the way he dismissed Joe Root, the English captain, yeah. uh, uh, they actually – they had a ball that was reverse swinging. It actually went into a damp area, got replaced – by a, a new a, 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 conventional swing, and ball. It, it swung conventional, <laughs> which the new balls didn't. Yeah. And then he set up uh, root with conventional outswing, attacked the stumps, took him across the crease. Joe's head was falling across, big yeah. innie, lbw. So very very good from oh. Cummins, um, but also his batting. Yeah. He blocked the straight ones, yeah. let go the wide ones that he, he wasn't interested in scoring, and when he wanted to score, he, he did. Um, I think they could have mixed it up a little bit. He didn't get enough short pitch bowling. Maybe they didn't want to cop it back from their end. But that was an amazing first test match, a home test match for Patrick Cummins. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Those two dismissals, um, similar to the Nathan Lyon game-changing run out, the dismissal of Stoneman also root. You could just see the energy of which the Australians got from that as well. They were huge wickets. Um, as you said, Stoneman had played the ball on its merits really, really well. And Camo just nailed him there, as yeah. he as he did Joe Root as well, who was looking comfortable for yeah. fifty again, and then just and that's what can happen when you bowl one hundred and forty five plus. You can just get blown away at any given time. That's the great thing. What well, makes it this. unrelenting, doesn't it? Because oh, no you, you get hide. through Stark and Hazelwood, yep. and then you've probably got our our ugliest bowler to face. Yes, it's not great, is it? And that's what I'm talking about. You. Sure, you're having a dip at the casual off-spin season line. <laughs> hey, what did you think? I'll, I'll put a good here. Um, the, the the Stephen Smith and Sean Marsh partnership. Yeah, good. Very good. And we were under pressure in that situation. I think, you know, we were four down for not many, 80 or 90, I think, from memory. Um, yeah, they played well. Uh, Marsh looked good at the crease. He looked balanced. He looked comfortable. And he would have been under a fair bit of pressure as well. How do you go watching Sean Marsh? It's sort of the first 10 runs, oh, and, and his dad's one of the biggest nail biters yeah. I've ever seen, him and Ricky Ponting. like yeah. they, they, They're almost chewing them down to their <laughs> knuckles. Poor Jeffrey Marsh. who gave away the cap to uh, to Cam Bancraft, yeah. for, Test Cap 451. So I know Swampy. There's no more passionate man about Australia than Jeff Marsh. Um, but I get nervous for his first 10 runs. Look, his record is probably going to suggest that, that he's a bit Marcus North-like where he's vulnerable early. You can get naught, 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 and then get 150. That's the way Sean Marsh is. He was amazing, Marcus North. You know, his five test hundreds. They were as good a hunt. They were David Gower-like hundreds. Unbelievable tons. And he was such a lovely, gifted-looking yeah. player, as is Sean Marsh. But if you average 40 in sort of first-class cricket or 38, 40, which is what they did, to me, that seems you're vulnerable early yes. because you're going to get big scores. You have to get big scores to play for Australia, which is what North and, and Marsh have done in the past. But it means that you, you're going to fluctuate. So we've got to understand that in between the brilliance of Sean Marsh, there's going to be a couple of dismissals where you go, oh, wow, how did that That's happen? That's something, yeah. Yeah, and, and then you'll go duck, 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 and then get 160. If you can live with that, then that's great. I'm going another good, as in Josh Hazelwood, who – 
Leaked a few runs in the first innings, but he got the ball late on day three. Yeah. And wow. And the thing with Josh is, it's funny when you're commentating, he just looks massive. Oh, you, you don't. Know, like this, oh, there's the cricketers out there. Yeah. And then you go, my God, he is humongous. And the one thing I, I can tell when Josh is going really well, the momentum of his run up. Right. The momentum is run up. When he's gathering good speed and, and, and not just those little short steps in the middle there. When mm. he's generating momentum through his run-up, you just know it's going to be a good ball because he's got yeah. such a repeatable action. And it's bouncy. Yeah. It's fast enough. And he can actually shape the ball um, when he bowls full. But I thought his intimidation um, – Alistair Cook, I'll talk about that dismissal. I, I wasn't as hard on Cook as, it, as that one, but – I, I actually called the ball he was going to get Vince out. Right. I, I just went the ball before I go, Vince is in trouble here. Yeah. I look. You show it. me a cover driver. You, one of your uh, mentors. Les Stillman. Les Stillman. Show me a man playing a cover drive in first class cricket. Show me a dismissal. I thought about that, and guess what? Yep. He nicked off the next game. But um, I'm not sure if to he be, faced Hazelwood. But. No, I hate facing Joshy. I've faced him a couple of times. He, when he's up and running, he's just that. Uglyish Glenn McGrath person where you don't know where you're going to score a run. It hits high on the bat. I thought he was just a fraction underdone probably in the first innings. He hasn't played for a while. He's One been injured. Game. He played that shield game and probably didn't bowl that much because Mitchell Stark ripped the life out of yeah, um, you're right. South, South, South Australia. Australia. And they only played for two and a half days. So he probably didn't get the miles under his belt. There might be a, uh, just a little bit of a case of that. Yeah, but he... I think the the scary thing is for for England is that he'll be working nicely into his work come next test Perth Melbourne and Sydney he he's a gun player. Uh, the other one I want you to comment the good for Australia just the partnership Warner and Bancroft how important it is um, if you're going to be a, develop into a great team you, you need a great opening partnership that yep. just sets the tone. Oh, what I love. Um what I liked about Cameron is that he just came in. He, he he's obviously in good form. He worked well with Warner. Warner seemed to work well with him. I think that's important as well. With what's Warner had ten or eleven partners in his in his career, that's probably going to happen. People are going to come and go, but he looked he looked like he enjoyed Cameron's posture at the crease, and there was some nice dialogue there. Jimmy Anderson threw the ball at him and hit him just. Just on the just below the belly there, Ooh, yeah. um, and and you know, in typical Justin Langer fashion, stood up there as an opening batter and just let Jimmy know that hey, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Um, I really like that sort of attitude from Cameron. The thing with, from Bancroft was he's almost the anti Stephen Smith. Stephen Smith fidgeted ten thousand times yeah. in his 141, yeah. where. Um, Bancroft, um, it's minimal movement. He takes two or three steps away from the crease, yeah. two or three steps back in, sets up. And as, as the bowl is running in, you just go, gee, that's a good setup. He looks like a good player. Yeah, he's organised. It's funny how calm, um, uncomplicated techniques actually give you confidence. Yep, that's, which is probably something which uh, the selectors have looked at. And we know that he was a person of interest a couple of years ago, you know, playing a test yeah, uh, T20 close. for Australia. So he's, they obviously know that he's a good player. He's got a good temperament. Um, and to get that partnership, really, uh, my, I would be thinking that it makes England nervous. The only thing that's going to save England from here on in is this pink ball and whether they can find their way on a lucky toss and make sure that Australia batting in the dark because I think it's going to be painful for them. Well, talking about England, let's go the good 
for England from that test yep. match. As I said, for three days and one session, I thought they were excellent. Mark Steinman opening up against the Quicks, thought he was very good. Yeah. He, he brought an, I thought he brought a calmness, particularly for James Vince, who wants to score. Yeah. He let the ball go. Um, he can cut. He can cover drive. He can nudge it through the leg side there. We'll talk about it, the way he plays spin later on. But um, for your first test in Australia against a, a potent attack, not the quickest Gabba pitch, I thought he did well. Yeah, he did well. He did really well. Both uh, both Stoneman and Vince, I thought, were, played a really good patient game. They'd obviously talked about it and thought, this is our game plan, which was against Vince. Stoneman looked compact. He looked hard to bowl to. Um, he looked like that if he can be there for two or three hours, if Cook can Cook and him can be there for two or three hours, yeah, that'd be a frustrating duo to see. I think he might get better actually on quicker pitches, so so he can use the speed of the pitch, yeah. as opposed to trying to create his own power. Well, probably Gabba's probably the hardest where you probably have to leave the most balls. So you'll probably find that the more the series goes on, the more balls he'll actually hit. He'll be able to deflect more balls. Might find a few more cuts, might find a few more punch drives. But he looked organised. He no. looked exactly what Trevor Bayliss is probably looking for and say, just don't get any early wickets against Hazel no, In both innings, I thought so. Um, yeah, James job. Vince, he's the one that was averaging 19 in Test Match Cricket, so the biggest you know, on him. But to get 83 in your first innings, his cover driving, as we said, can lead to your dismissal. But it is such a beautiful shot to, to watch. Yep. And, and he played about 10 of them. Yeah, he was magnificent. He, he was selective in that first innings, which was probably what he wasn't in the second innings. And we, you can do that. You can be feeling comfortable about yourself and your result in your first innings, but test grid's tough. You've got to implement exactly yeah. what he did in the first innings in the second, and he would have been right on the top of that good list from England. So um, you've got to put it back on the opposition, and that's what I th- thought this man did very well, Moen Alley, with the bat. I thought um, he scores quickly, but also he's he's the one English player. I thought Joe Root looked very impatient facing Nathan Lyon. I thought he was going to get out every ball. Yeah. But Moen Alley, you know, all of a sudden Stoneman, it's not Milan, they can't score, and he just runs down the wicket a little bit, punches it through the leg side. Yeah. Lyon goes, oh, I don't want him to do that. Drop no. short outside of stump. Oh, I'll cut Four. that one. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll straighten up Ben. Okay, I swept. Yeah. For me, I just went, well, this guy's got a game plan and, and in some ways showing the other lefties, this is what you've got to do. He was great. And his record shows you why he's a gun. Um, he's been, uh, i tell you what, Shane Warne pumped him up more than anything on, on Channel 9 coverage when he came out to bat. And there's a reason, because he can play. He's a good cricketer. Um, I love the way and that... get away from you, I reckon. You yeah. go, oh, he's a bit lucky, he's a bit flashy. Oh, no, he's 50 or 40. We just didn't let Nathan Lyon settle, which is what everyone else did. Any spin bowler just wants you to be camped there at the crease. And if you're not getting wickets, you're creating dots for the team and building pressure, which is exactly what they let happen. I would have thought a, a better game plan was to do what Mo and Ali did and take on Nathan Lyon and let our quicks bowl more overs. We haven't got a yeah. fourth seamer. So well, there's parts of the game I went the good for England. Yeah. They've got a fifth bowling option. Yep. But I, I like Moanelli. He's uh he potentially I can see him scoring a ton in this in this series if England's tail can hold up. Yeah. I think he's that gifted player that he can do it. We know that his his record he batted at three in the subcontinent when England toured there. So he's he's play against he bats three in first class cricket. He's he's a gun and he's got a good record. He he's he was excellent. Yeah, root in the second innings. Thought 
you know, he showed um, why he's one of the, the best batsmen going around. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about his susceptibility to LBWs, but it's going to be a hard one because he's always going to get critiqued compared to Stephen Smith. And um, as good as he batted, he didn't go on, but there were signs um, when, England, when Australia were all over England, there's times in, even – when he's attacking, you go, oh, God, this guy scores. But there's times when he's in defence and you go, oh, this guy's a good player. You know he's a good player. He's uh, He'll be – I think he'll be a tough thorn in Australia's side for the future. It's almost like they've got this first test out of the way, England. We know they came in underdone. They know they were probably under pressure with some off-field issues. The captain's probably just happy to get that first one out the way. Yeah. Seen things that have worked – He'll know that his own game's in good working order, even though he's he's been out a couple of times. If he keeps getting to fifty, sooner or later he's going to go on. He was he looked good at the crease, and, and he's a gun player. Uh, the other one was uh, I thought Anderson and Broad were were excellent. They got wickets. They were economical. Um, their setup and plans were, were pretty good. I thought that the way they bowled and executed to Peter Hanscom, yeah, you know, it always looked like for me. I think Anderson will bowl a lot to Hanscom when he yeah. comes out. No, you no. Know, He's going to keep pushing him back and then the in-swing is going to come yeah. into play that Pete's going to have to um, build a game plan about that. But I thought the veterans were good with the ball. Yeah, they were good. They were both good. And they've always been good. They're probably just lacking a little bit of help from the other end. It's, it's almost like the West Indies when they had Ambrose and Walsh and they just didn't have anyone to come on after them and keep that pressure of and skill which they provide. Or they don't have a firepower of... Uh, you know, Brett Lee or a Cummings or yeah. someone like that, you can chuck the ball to and make things happen. Um, I thought I thought Steve Finn could have backed them up nicely with his yeah, injury. Injured. That yeah. hurts. Well, Mark look- Mark Wood's the one for me. Yeah, I, I think he can good. bowl quite well in Australian conditions. He's out here with the Lions. Yeah, if he, can, I think he's got a first class game. Uh, I reckon if he's fit, I think he'd play. Yeah, well, Ball just looked a fraction underdone as well, didn't he? And, yeah, and, and Wokes probably. He's a holding pattern sort of bowler that can be really dangerous. Don't don't underestimate him. He didn't have the result with his good with the cricketer. Ball. Good cricketer. Yep. Just whether he's got that X factor out here, which which he could. I mean, I, he had an unbelievable yeah. two thousand six. I think he could in England. I mean, uh, sorry, England is a yeah, dominant player in in uh, in Adelaide and also Melbourne, where you sort of bowl stump to stump a little bit more. He could be dangerous. Right, and they say in the nets actually he's the quickest bowler on the tour. What about the bad? We're doing the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Thanks, Clint Eastwood. The bad. For, I haven't got a lot for the Aussies, but Usman's Kawaj's playing of off spinners. He, he, he hasn't. Um, the rumor that he, he wasn't confident against him. He didn't dispel that rumor. <laughs> and you say Mo and Ali bowled straight. Spinners. He bowled straight. Well, the straight spinners work against Usman and Ricky Ponting. I was commentating uh, with him on BT Sport. That front foot that gets outside the line of off stump. It actually hinders your ability to yeah. actually play, um, to actually go straight from your back lift to the ball. You've actually yeah. got to go around your front pad. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's. I, I can't believe that ball got him out. I must say, I, that's just a, a dead straight delivery that you just don't miss. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I. And good planning from England though to bring Moen straight on as well though when he was at the crease because he's obviously got some demons in his thought process about uh, off spin bowling. To me, Usman's he needs to get in the nets. And as a, as a cricket player, sometimes you just rip your pads off when you're playing really good spin and you just have the bat in your gloves. You don't miss the ball. Yep. 
Um, and just getting used to hitting the ball. He doesn't look like he wants to hit the no. off spin. He was confused when he went to uh, India because he took a few sweeps on and that didn't work. I think all these left-handed players are confused at the moment. I think England need to adopt the sweep. They're the kings of reverse sweeping and sweeping in all T20 and one-day cricket. We haven't seen one yet. No. We saw Moen sweep a cup. We haven't seen any reverse sweeps. That was all right. Root attempted one. One, yeah. That was it, yeah. But let's put pressure under there. I think think Usman really needs to... uh, just either develop a game plan where he's just going to be mentally strong and say, yeah. this guy's just not going to get me I don't, out today. I don't like the waiting for a bad ball, uh, blocking, and then slog sweeping. No, you you need something in between. That The tempo is uh, zero yeah. or 100. Or just be honest and just say, you know what, I'm not good against this. And I'm just going to go, today, this guy's not getting me out. I'm going to score that quickly against their quicks anyway because I'm a gun Well, on some of these quicks. pitches, if he treated... Moen Ali is a slow medium bowler, not spin. I think he'd play him a lot better. Well, I think if you, I saw Usman Khawaja get two hundreds um, in T Twenty cricket for Sydney Thunder. He faced plenty of off spin, and he pumped them everywhere. Yeah. And if he takes that, a bit, he should be running down and pumping that into the side screen when there's no turn. Just That's the bad. Courage. Right, I'm going bad for for England, and I, I reckon um, trends are. Any trend in, in sport or in um, you know, music, uh, fashion, although I am fashionally challenged, mm. they're cool. They, they make you feel with the in crowd. Yeah. Some trends you don't want, and that is um, being dismissed LBW consistently. So in Joe Root's last 30 innings, he's been LB 11 times yeah. and twice in this test match. See, I think it's, I think it's a smart play by Joe Root. I oh, think, what, what yeah. do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that if he's vulnerable for LBW, it means that the Stark, Cummins, and Hazelwood aren't going to bump him. Yeah, good so, call. So he knows as soon as they walk in, it's going to be full and straight. So he's won the. He should win the yeah. battle. He's yeah. already won. Yeah, I'm not going to get hurt here. Nah, um, I'll just put extra padding in my front <laughs> pants. But we, we did talk about that, you know, that falling across, and it was good setup from the Australians. But some of the planned dismissals was a tick for the bowlers. Root, Hanscom. And Kawaja. What about ugly? Um, I don't think I've got too much ugly for the Australians. The only one I ugliness was um, hearing that at a very funny press conference by Cam <laughs> Bancroft that indeed he has said he has the heaviest head in the uh, Western Australian cricket yeah. squads. And they actually... And first off, I thought of Mitchell Marsh. I thought, Mitchell's not going to be They call him the bison. He's got a huge melon. So it's huge. You'd think it was heavy. So I was waiting for a response from Mitchell Marsh, mm. and, and it hasn't come yet. But no. if you talk about the ugly, like to, to know that you've got the heaviest head going out, and that's got to be a weight issue. You've got to make sure, you know, talk about Joe Red, uh, Joe yeah, Root falling across falling the over. crease. If Cam Bancroft, if you just see his head going towards the the, the offside, you know why. You know his body's not going to be able to get him back under to the centre there. They actually, someone from the Wacker tweeted out the actual sizes and weights. Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually the, disturbed. I'm actually disturbed that someone actually mm. weighs your head. Yeah. How has cricket come to physically weighing someone's melon to think that's important to play good cricket? Oh, it's, it's disturbing that. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, maybe helmet size, helmet weight. Is, well, that, is that what they're doing it for? I thought there's 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 only um, small to medium and large to extra large. They're the only two sizes. Well, I think for Cam and uh, Mitchell Marsh, the Bison. I, I think you're looking at 
triple extra large. Well, I'll, do you know what? There's one other person that comes to mind who was the Hakeem Halajuan of heads, Stuart McGill. Yeah, I'd well, like to have a head off. This. Let's have a head off between Bancroft, I Marsh, and Stewie. I wonder if we Stewie. could. Um, I wonder if we could measure a way McGillis head for well, the biology report. I remember McGillis when when he actually did walk out the bat. He was, his actual face was pressed up against the yep. grill. So if he actually did get hit in the head, it was a waste he of time. He walked out like Robocop. He we used to Robo-Cop. call him Robocop. Yep. If you've seen the movie Robocop. Um, yep, I have seen that. He, uh, yeah, pretty much there, there was minimal, um, you know, it was pretty straight up and down the way he walked out there. And he was a bit robotic in the way he looked around. Yep. Got scored 40 against the Poms one day at the MCG, just backed away and kept hitting them through the offside. Yeah, that's what he did. That's that was his method. Well. Ugly for England. Okay, the tail batting is a real concern. Real concern. And Australia went in with, okay, which we have for years, make the opposition tail feel uncomfortable, Mm. right? And generally that is led by short pitch bowling. The way that they played them, particularly young Jake Ball, (laughs) says to me um, they are going to cop a lot of them because they don't look like they've got a game plan. If you duck... As a t- if you keep ducking, I'm not going to bounce you. No, it's 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 a waste of energy. But by standing up and um, you know regarding your, your gloves and your bat towards the ball, mm. you're in real trouble here. And 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 this could be the key to the series that that Australia just knock over the tail. Yep. And England find it hard to knock over Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, and Lyon. Well, clearly Jake Ball's never been to what was then the AIS Cricket Academy in Adelaide, run by. Um, Rod Marsh, where we had bouncer practice on. Maybe on, you should get there. Exactly, full strength uh, bowling machine on on as fast as it can go, hundred miles an hour, and we were just told to get in there and oh. and deal with it. We all just ducked because that's yeah. what we did. Um, Jake Ball's obviously never done that, and he's probably not going to experience it in English county cricket either. Because not at you, that speed, you're not going to see one forty five consistently. Um, back to that story though, what happened was that. Um, while we we're there, Ricky Ponting was is, was in our group, so we all went. He'd in. be headbutting them. Yeah, well, we all went in there, um, you know, all yeah, head guard on, arm guards, chest guards, rah rah, and we knew that as soon as the trajectory of the, as soon as you let the ball go, ducked. it was we just ducked. Yeah, so we ducked anyway. Ricky was the last one to come out, and Ricky just had his hat on, no, no. and we just assumed that he was going to do exactly the same as the rest of us. So, you know, we're going to think he's just going to duck. We wouldn't believe what happened. Ricky stood up and he smacked this ball <laughs> past square leg at the rate of knots. And the, the, the other four owners just looked at it and we've gone, no, that just didn't happen. We've just seen an image which can't be right. So Ricky, so Rod let the next one go. Ricky went bang. And this continued on for 15 balls. Ricky walked out and Rod said, right, boys, that's how you do it. That's oh, how you no. play the short ball. He says, you blokes, get back in there and do it again. Oh. So Jimmy Marr was first cab off the rank. He was the opening batter. So off he went. First ball, Rod let go. Out of the bowling machine. Bang. <laughs> Straight into Jimmy Marr's head. Down he went. He stretched it off and gone. Martin Love was number three. He walks out. Martin was generally laconic and slow anyway. Nice he just play. sort of generally lifted the gloves up. Bang! Straight on the gloves. He's got a broken finger. He's out. We all went through. After the session, we had two broken digits and two concussions. So, what did you do? Did you 
Try I took it, it on. on. Yeah. I, I copped a couple of glancing blows on the What helmet. do you do? I'm visualising it. I would be going inside the line straight away, like outside mm. off stump, and then self-protection, then playing a shot. Rod was cagey like that because he just- Oh, he'd t- know what you do. Yeah, yeah. He'd, 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 he'd just me. moved the he'd bowling machine. And he, he took so much pride in actually pinning you. So if you thought, so what was your thoughts, you know, of Ponting at that stage? Yeah. You obviously thought that, you know, he was the leader of the elite. Yeah. When he did that. Oh, it was ridiculous. That was the moment where you just thought, oh, this, this guy's guy a, a legend. Level. Oh, unbelievably good. And if you had any money in the world, you, you should have gone and just go, this guy's going to play 100 tests because he's a gun. Well, there's physical fear, fear and there's mental fear. Yeah. And my ugliness for the England team, the next one is the left-handers playing of Nathan Lyon, in yeah. particular Stoneman and Milan, they just looked mentally, tactically um, devoid of any plan. No, and, they, and But they, they're top-order batsmen. They're going to have to play against it. I thought it was ugly. Those two dismissals were so predictable. Well, the they only, have to change it up. Well, the only other thing that they can do, hopefully, is they might have to come up with a plan that, if they're honest with their communication and say, you know what, this is just not our strength. We're not great against right-arm orthodox, as are some right-hand players to left-arm orthodox. But as a unit, they might have to go, well, Vince, Joe, all our other right-handers are going to have to be super aggressive towards Nathan Lyon. Um, and if they can collectively have courage to do that, it might free the left-handers up. But if they're just sitting there blocking maidens... You will eventually, I know what it's like myself as a bowler, you eventually bowl a good enough ball. Now, England, 98-99, that series, they had a player called Mark Ramplakash, you know, a lovely-looking player. 100-hundreds. 100-hundreds, really good man. He's out there helping with the batsmen now. Uh, Even just my own incident, I reckon I got him out in Perth um, and Adelaide, and and he didn't look too troubled, but he couldn't score. And I just felt like, you know, in Perth... You know, I was just bowling just outside of stump, yeah. you know, foolish length, and yeah, Perth, the extra bounce. Yeah. I just went, I'm just going to bowl the exactly same ball, but I'm going to release a little bit higher, yeah. and I'm going to put a little bit more on it. You know? And it was enough to get extra bounce outside edge. Yeah. And then in Adelaide, a bit the same, reverse yeah. swing, and, and I was just bowling out little outies, outies. In swinger. And then I bowled the big in swinger and, and knocked him over. And I'm not so much giving myself. You know, a oh, tick. It's, I would give myself a huge rap. That's it's just more, skill for sort of I know what it's like to bowl to good batsmen yeah. who don't hurt you and you feel like eventually I'm going to bowl a good enough ball and that's yeah. what Nathan Lyon thinks about these two lefties. I reckon he knows he's going to get them and I reckon he'd be just saying to Steve Smith, as soon as they come in, just chuck me the ball. Um, I reckon he's got them right where he wants them. And even if – the thing is, if they don't attack him, even if he walks off the day – and says, Skipper, I've bowled 25 overs and I've got none for 50. That's still a good result. Yeah. That's good team result bowling. Because we haven't got the fourth seamer, he has to take that donkey work up. I think that's you, – you talked about it early. I mean, if England can force a bowling change, i.e. line off, yeah. that's going to really pressure our quicks. Well, if I keep them, I'm I'm surprised. What did we bowl? We bowled close to 120, 130 overs. Yeah, they got some big overs. Under so the they belt. did their job. They actually kept them out there for as long as possible. The one area, the one thing they did is they faltered in the second innings. You generally have to make seven hundred runs in a test match yep. to win it. They had three hundred on the board. 
if they go out there and get another 250 or 270, they're close to a winning total of winning a test match. Well, it looks funny. 170 done easily. No wickets down. 250 even was just would have been a different no. target. No. And, it, and, and then you've got scoreboard pressure on a slow-scoring test match. Yep, true. And also, the England bowlers didn't have enough time to rest either, yeah. especially Anderson and Broad. If you back out there bowling you know, half a day after you've just finished, after they bowled 140, you no chance. There was always going to knock them off pretty comfortably, Australia. Oh, gee, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. The, ugly, the Brisbane test match. Mm. Looking ahead, Adelaide preview. The first day-night Ashes test match, and and I've been at the last two um, day-night test matches there. It's been awesome. Big crowds. Um, they really flock there in Adelaide. Uh, the grass, um, Damien Ho, the, um, the the curator there, he, he's just gradually taking off more grass. You know, the New Zealand one. Yeah. It might have been close to 10 millimetres. He th- yeah. He's talking about six millimetres for this oh, test really? match. I thought the first one was 14. Or well, Shield Cricket's 14. Maybe. I think Shield Cricket's 14. Yeah. There's more for Shield Cricket. Yeah. And um, But I think that's a little bit of that we haven't got into a day five yet. I still think they should have gone longer. It was it was poor batting and either. Uh, the, the pink kookaburra ball yeah. has actually got a bit better, extra lacquer on it. Um, they've got the colour of the seam right. It's a little bit smaller there. Um, but I suppose that the, everyone says how it's going to suit England more. Um, I question whether someone like Mitchell Stark, who was just okay Didn't you in the just first get test. 12 wickets for yeah. New South Wales? Yeah, he just got eight for 73 there. We're talking about their tail. I think someone like Mitchell Stark's going to be a threat. Um, but overall, how good is it to see a, a day-night pink, te- pink ball test match at the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, it's Ashes. great. I love it. This, this, this was the highlight of last year's test match uh, arena, Adelaide Oval. I'm not a fan of it going five days. I, I thought the three-day spectacle was amazing. I think it's just gone into four days. Yeah. yeah that's okay. I, I'm happy with the wickets falling. I like uh, seeing new batsmen under pressure if it does swing. I, I like the... I like the the manipulation of trying to get the opposition batting under lights because you know that that's where you're vulnerable. And that, that was probably what's... I that. just saw, you know, on the website, CrickViz, yeah, you know, I really yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. They actually did analysis. They're saying, you know, in that ugly period, the ball doesn't move anymore. Right. But they reckon the lighting's... Okay. The lighting... It's more about the lighting change. It's definitely not um, as visible. Yeah. The whole surroundings, let alone the ball, yeah. compared to earlier in the day. So it's mm. less about what the ball's doing and it's more about the visibility, yeah, okay. which will never change. Well, that's interesting. I'm colourblind, so I can relate to that. I can I can stipulate that it's very difficult, as did Chris Rogers yes. flying with a pink ball. We once trialled... Bucky a- reckons he's got black hair. I go, mate, <laughs> your hair's red. He's got no, so I look you in the red, mirror mate. and it's black. Yeah, well, unless he dyes it and goes to Marilyn Manson or something like that, it's, <laughs> it's going to be red forever. <laughs> Warney reckons he's blonde too. We know that he's not. <laughs> I was thinking about gothic cricketers. I reckon <laughs> Mitchell Johnson was the closest one when oh. he had the earring and he, and he had that real black hair. And mm. that, we and, haven't and had any. What about uh, what was his name from the spinner? Oldroyd. Brad Oldroyd. Yeah, I no, he was, was gothic. gothic. He loved it. But Adelaide, I, I think it's going to be sensation. It's going to be a great spectacle. And and we, I think we could have a pretty close test match if, if England bowl really well. And yeah. the top order. The, their guns are going to have to score, yeah. score heavily. Look, I'm not sure. I think that one thing is this Adelaide ground is probably the best in Australia at the moment. I, I love it. Um, it. It's just picturesque. The architecture on the ground is amazing. 
the the night test adds to it as well. Oh, um, people, what about the local Adelaideans? Oh, they just walk they over. It. I reckon there must be about ten thousand Melbourneians that yeah. go over as well. Yeah, well, I know. It's a packed few, out there. I know the a members. few guys that are going to go over there and nail a few West End drafts for sure. Um, they're going to certainly enjoy that. It's a good venue. I think we need a guide to it. You want a guide? Side. Oh, we'll do that a little bit later. Right. Are you happy to I'll do give that? you that. Yeah, I know Adelaide pretty well. When you think about England's team. Uh, after the Brisbane test, you know, they go, yeah, we're just lacking one player. I tell you what, if we had a number six who can swing the ball both ways and also make test 250s, yeah. that would be pretty handy. Yeah, and, well. And they've got one man. They've got one. He's ben in New Stokes. Zealand, isn't he? <laughs> How are you reading the situation, Bradley? How he's just popped over to New Zealand, yeah. right? Catch up with his family. So that's pretty legit. Yeah. Now has been okayed by New Zealand cricket, ECB, um, Got and Canterbury yeah. to, to play. Um, the thing is, he's been banned from international cricket from the ECB, right. not domestic cricket. So how cricket. long? I think indefinitely till the – the thing is, um, he hasn't hasn't been charged yet. So yeah. at this What's stage, he's not guilty. Why, why would you be banned from international cricket and you can play domestic cricket? I, I don't see the difference. Well, I suppose you're not, you, they've made a call that if you can't represent England, but you okay. can represent someone else who, who's not under our – I assume they might have, if if Canterbury was still going, they might have made it because that's their obviously under their um, would be under their guidelines. I'm surprised the Andrew McDonald wasn't under this sort of stuff. He's generally pretty good with that. He could have got him to Victoria to play a couple of games. Well, possibly. Or well, why isn't he allowed to play Big Bash? Well, he, I think he could until we. But I, I, I think I think they'd be, be a good feeling that Big we'll get a decision from from um, the courts by then, right? I'd reckon. We'll get the rulings would be imminent, yeah. and I don't think he could play in the Test match until there was a ruling you know, or a charge. Do you know what? It's a or, little, or it's not a, charged. It's a little bit difficult. I like the fact that he's back, but he will cricket. be cricket fit, yeah, and available. I, I think for it Perth. could be a master stroke from Andrew Strauss behind the scenes. There's no doubt that uh, you need him to be cricket fit. We've seen that. Anyone that comes into a test match underdone is going to find themselves under a lot of pressure and, and probably fail. So, if they get some games under under him in in the short future, then that's pretty cool. There's yeah. no cricket going on in England, so and they're playing first class cricket, so yeah. he'll he'll get enough overs yeah, and, and runs there. Of course, but, he will. Um, but we've just got to decide what um, happens legally. That that's the thing. Whether you know if he gets himself fit and he's still not charged, is he a, is he a, Will, will the ECB look at playing him in the third test match? Well, if they go down this test match, I, I don't think there's any point rushing him back. And I think you're just kicking into touch and probably go, well, this series is probably gone. I, I can't see England winning the last three in a row. I wouldn't have thought that. He um, probably needed to play this one. Um, but uh, having said that, there's other matters which need to be brought in, which are probably more important than playing a game of cricket. Some things uh, oh, need definitely. to be dealt with. But um, it's a shame he's not there. He's a he's an exciting player, and he and he probably would have made a hell of a difference in in you know that first Test match. He's certainly not going to block Nathan Lyon. We know that he's very aggressive against spin. Good player of spin, and uh, his bowling would have been pretty good as well. Hodgie, time for that uh, segment of yours that gets everyone a little bit apprehensive, although there is some blokes, some cricketers, they don't care. They're, they're actually blatantly going, Hodge, we don't care. 
target me and yep. we're just going to go harder here. It's the Bradley Hodge Social Media Self Promoter Award. Who have we got for this one? I'm, oh, I'm pretty excited. We've got a few. Um, we've got a few that have dobbed others in actually, which is we're getting cool. more of this, and um, we encourage it. We certainly do encourage it. We, we're going to start. We're going to start with. Um, we'll start with the overseas. Okay, it's people from overseas. I'm going to start with this one. Um, who's a tennis player? Maria Sharapova makes an, an honourable mention. She's just put in. It's a fun afternoon with at Porsche newsroom at the LA Auto Show, and there's a photo of her flaunting her goods in sitting in a Porsche Boxster GTS convertible. So is she just having a lovely afternoon that just happens to have a Porsche there? Or exactly. do you, Are you saying that this could be a a, a self promotion? Well, I know that she actually doesn't live in LA. So she, oh, well. we know that she's self-promoting herself, flown in. She's probably got a free Porsche for her liking from Porsche. Put this on your Twitter feed, young lady, and off you go. Yeah, well, that's so, our first tennis one. Yep. I, I'm thinking that that's going to vote very heavily. Yes, um, and then we'll move over to some football. Brandon Ellis, who is known... Premiership for, player now, Premiership Brandon. player, who... I loved his story about leading in about the, the three things which has affected his life. That was a great story yeah, very if, good. if anyone hasn't read that. Brent Ellis is now, now that he's a premiership player, is now out there self-promoting on social media. Brent Ellis has got, similar to AB de Villiers, we've just launched the Silver Steel, and it's a photo of a watch. Now, it gets worse. Perfect Christmas gift. Dot, dot, shop here, Brandon. Come on. Mate, we're not fine. Like, we will be the judges of what's an ideal Christmas present. We don't fall for that. We don't fall for that. Um, so he's seeing the bright lights. Yeah, he's seeing the bright lights. And sticking on footy, Michael Sholley, who we know in the cricket world as the director of Melbourne Cricket, yeah. was my coach at Melbourne Cricket, dogged uh, Dane Swan in as well. Oh, so I we saw love that. that. Thanks, Shaw. We love that, Shaw. Thank you. Picked up my new wheels, courtesy of Freeway Melbourne. We, <laughs> we know that. We know that you got a free car from Freeway Melbourne, Dane. Beautiful uh, Mustang it was. Yeah. Convertible red one. Dane. We know what you're doing. We know what you're up to. We there, love buddy. your tweets in games and all that sort of stuff. We know what you're like, up he, to. He, he's a very funny man, but um, you're voting today. Now, heading home um, into the cricket world, uh, Shane Watson Gets a mention as well. We haven't seen what I thought. No, while. we haven't. Because he's, he's, he's normally very particular, Shane, on getting out there his messages about children's athletics and so forth. Yeah. More, more health yep. reasons. Now, this is a big one. His awesome day with at John Cena. Now, John Cena's, for those that don't know, one of the biggest WWE wrestling stars. Only the best bats for this champion. Oh, My God, Shane. There you go. Get off his knob, please. Does he even know what a cricket bat is? He hasn't got a clue. He so thought- he's doing it for the Sydney Thunder. And, yep. and Watto's happy to promote because he plays Sydney Thunder, yep. but then he's just snuck his bats in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. His own bats. No shame. Yes, no shame. We're not on that. Um, Matt Ellis is kindly dobbed in Michael Clark again for... Michael's done his own. He, this was his thing. I'm back in the gym today after doing. So the his problem commentary. is, I, I saw Michael up at the Brisbane Test match, but because they're dressed up in suits, I can't see his calves. No, no. Why is he putting so much work in? I don't know why he's doing any sort of leg work at all. Which brings us to our next one, Michael Haslow, whoever Michael is. Thank you. But he's dobbed in Chris Tremlett, who 
Chris Tremont's gone. Good to catch up with at Giffer 18, who is an ECB coach. Yeah. Um, today at the gym, just putting him through his paces. Now, I don't know whether Chris is, is out there trying to promote himself to get on this Ashes because he's been there before. He was very good in 2010-11. Now, if anyone's seen Chris at the moment... Well, we've, we've alluded to it in past um, biology reports. Yeah. He's actually a bodybuilder. He's he's looking more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But did you know... When I said that, did you know he'd be that big? No He way. seriously looks like Arnie, not in Terminator, in Pumping Iron. No, and... I'd be self-promoting as well if I looked that big. Actually, the, he's, not, he's not going to vote heavily there because <laughs> I feel the same. And, and and we loved your work as a bowler, Chris. But I tell you what, he might be a bigger name as a body, but he's massive. Massive. He's 6'7 as well. Massive. Um, and See, I'd rather him give John Cena a bat, not yeah, Shane Watson. Absolutely. Um, now, Brian and Brian and Power Podcast. Brain yep. and, sorry, Brain and Power Podcast. Have just self-promoted for us to self-promote them. We I don't even know what they do, but they said, can "Well, they're you, a podcast." Yeah, they said, "Flem and Hodgie, can you self-promote our podcast on your podcast self-promotion?" Well, we've just done it. We've just done it. Brain and Power Podcast. So there well you go. Well played by you guys. Okay. Um, and the last one, which I love because it ticks off nearly every box you can possibly do, and that's Damien Martin, the great number four for Australia. He's a prolific social media genius guy yep. um not always into self-promotion he's nah. gone into that sort of area he's gone in big style now so generally marto just makes comments and and promotes certain things he's just, a good retweeter you know what i good, love about marto good retweeter. you put something out there he retweets it well, when he likes it every time this is out there so when you do that at bridge climb which is the sydney harbour bridge climb so we know as soon as he's done that it's free anyway yep um with the great, not paying for with that. the great, great at beefy Bothan. Oh, so right. he's just hot nobbing yep. as well. Incredible walk across the bridge, blah blah blah. Plus a funny link cross to at Sky News, blah blah blah. So he's nailed three things there, yeah. of which he's probably getting paid to walk across the bridge. I think there's a freebie. Uh, there's a. I want to be associated with yep. Beefy. Yep. That's a good thing. And then potential gig. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sky. Sky News. Yep. So, well done, Marta. That's a tick in every box there. So, that's our social media self-promoting for the week. Um, uh, that's probably it for Well, if me. I can do the votes, I, I think the minimum ones, I think, uh, one vote to, um, I think, to big uh, Chris Tremlett. Yeah. Because it's self-promotion, but you're a big man and we don't want to get on the wrong side no. of you. And it looks like you're going pretty well in yep. your new career there. Yep. I'll go twos to um, Brian and, and Power Podcast yep. because, well, play. <laughs> well done. You've asked us to come on and pl- plug it and we've done it. We've so done it. We've just fallen for your trap. Yep. I'll go a little sneaky two for Dane Swan. You know, um, you know, the freebies. We love that. But generally, he's a, he's a gun tweeter. Mm. Three votes for, for Brandon Ellis who, um, well done, you're a Tigers Premiership player yeah. and, and really sort of in that mid-tier. He's not, he's not your um, Martin and Rance and Rewold, that yeah. top tier in, yeah. in like star power. No. I think he's trying to get into that, that area mm. and, 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 and say he's available. Three votes for Watto, um, him yep. and John Cena. Yep. And no doubt he would have talked about you know, oh, what you do right. for core stability. Wouldn't they? Like it would go from a bit of fun to go, but seriously, what do you do? Because yes. Watto's um, a fitness freak. 
And uh, Matty, yeah, Michael Clark, I've just got to, I'm giving him three every week. Yeah. Three every week. <laughs> uh, Can well, you have a chat to him when you see him well, in Adelaide? Well, he just calls me champ. Right. Okay. Is he, is he one well, of those? Well, is he? Well, you hey, champ, champ, you can't. Where do I go from there? How many hat-tricks did he get no, for his country? It's a good call. No, he does say Flamo a bit. <laughs> uh, four votes for uh, Sharapova because, oh, a fun afternoon. I bet you're not having a fun she's afternoon not, if, you don't have, if you're not driving your no, Porsche or someone's fast driving cars. it for you. And I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go five for Mardo. Yeah. Don't be Martin because he's got three ticks. Yep. Yeah. The bridge climb, boom, freebie. Beefy Botham, I hang out with famous people. Yep. And boom, three, Sky News. Yep. I'm available for some work. Yep. Dean okay, goes like that. that that's um, Hodgie's social self-promoter. I want to give another social media star a mention, and he doesn't self-promote. No. He just targets people like when he was bowling. He's the greatest tweeter in the, the greatest ever universe Whoa. at the moment, Mitchell Johnson. We're loving your work, Mitch, and, and any... And he's so Australian. He backs the Aussie players to to a hilt. Yeah. So anything that um, a, a current English player or commentator mm. or, or or coaching staff says out there, he just nails them. So we he, love it. He was all over. Obviously, KP and him. You know, the, oh, the rivalry's massive. Yeah. I heard they nearly had a blue at the 2009. Was it Cardiff? Um, when KP kept hitting the balls at the Aussies and ah. Johnson walked over and then big Stewie Clark, big <laughs> Safras got in between them there. So you'd be scared of Safras. No, I love Saf. <laughs> um, so it's never been there, but um, when KP's, you know, saying things, Johnson's just out there, you know, just KP, he also had a crack at Michael Vaughan, who we love, but Vaughan yeah. is out there a bit. Um, you're carrying on on how great the Pommy fast bowlers bowling in the 140s were. Um, ever since the second ball, the second you bought, they've been bowling medium pace. How about they bend their backs? Hashtag sweatband swingers, right? <laughs> so smashing them there. KP come back, um, you know, something about is your management tweeting and right. that didn't work well nah, for KP. KP. Even, even the that. other tweeters went there yeah, and then Johnson, Johnson just went, good response, hashtag <laughs> flog, which I think's a bit harsh. And then um, so KP's blocked him. Right. So if that's the ultimate... In you know he got forty that's, wickets at that's twelve. That's got nothing to come back at. So that means you've just conceded. So that's that's two thousand thirteen Ashes. He's doing he's doing to to Twitter what he did to the English batting Hasn't in two thousand thirteen. So Mitch, keep him going. Keep We're going, absolutely Mitch. loving it. I'm, look, you know what this is good for is that hopefully Mitchell Johnson wastes all his bounces on KP when the Perth Scorchers play the Stars and he doesn't deliver it my way. That'd be cool. No, he's 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 going to bowl a heap. Yeah, I know. He's going well. I know. Okay, our guide to, I think you might have just a quick little guide to the Adelaide Oval. It's a wonderful stadium. It's walking distance from the city there. You know, New Year's Eve, you've played in it, the big bash games, and Travis Heading, sixes to bring up his hundred to win games. Jake Lehman, 50,000 people. They do the New New Year's Eve celebrations at the ground. It's no different than a test match. It's absolutely packed. There'll be 10, 15,000 outside in the marquee. Yes. How do you go about... Dealing with the Adelaide Test match from a social perspective, Brad. Well, there's a very important guide. I reckon that for me, um, if if you are a local or if you're even from interstate, this is my guide. So the important thing is, is that you know that it goes deep into the night time. So you're going to have to get a good feed in. And for us interstaters who stay in Adelaide over the course of the, the holiday period, we go to the Earl of Leicester yeah. religiously every night to watch Big Bash League. And 
We're there only because it's the biggest feed, and Craig Simmons wouldn't let us go anywhere else. So, what else. was Craig Simmons going for? Oh, he is he a, is he a Palmer man? No, he'd go. He yeah, either Palmer uh, chips and salad minus the salad, or steak chips and salad minus the salad. So that was his go-to. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't let us go anywhere else. So, anyone who wants a good value meal, stop fill your belly up because you know you're gonna have yep. a belly full of beer later. Maybe do that for lunch. Get to the Earl of Leicester. Yep. yep. Get to the Earl of Leicester for lunch, then get yourself to the Adelaide Oval. Now, there's a couple of things that you need to do. Adelaide number two turns into the recreation. So that is a must starter where a lot of the community get together. It's like Henman's Hill, you know, in Wimbledon. You just got to hang out there well, for a Well, it reminds bit. me of Adelaide don't have a spring carnival horse racing yeah. week like Melbourne do. Yeah. The girls and the guys, they dress up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, out the back. Yep. Number two. Yep. Number two is the place to get to. Now, there are other, once you're inside the venue, if you are lucky enough to scrounge some members tickets, um, get yourself to the back of the members section where yeah, they'll have the traditional Moe and Shandon. Out where Dizzy, um, out where the Buff Lehman and Dizzy Which statue statues are. Do you are. think is more like the actual player, oh. the Darren Lehman one or the Jason Gillespie See, one? See, I reckon it's, I reckon, it's determined by which bird Pooh likes it. Oh, okay, so, yes. you know, what seagull loves it, that's what's better. And I think there's more sitting area for Darren Lehman to sit on because yes. Dizzy was a bit skinnier. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, think they looked after Buff around the, around the didn't waist they, area. Didn't they? I, I, th- I think the, 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 the Buff one's better because yeah. it sort of it shows you the shot which he actually played and you can actually see Buff playing that yep. shot, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, so get yourself out there. Um, this, this was a really good spot for Warney that he used to perv on you know, down there. He loved that. Well, section. back when I played a couple of tests there, we'd actually go out the back and drink straight after the ground. <laughs> and they go, yeah, bus at 7. Yep, no bus chance. Bus at 7.30. No chance. Bus at 9.30. Okay, last call is midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good place. So get yourself into the members somehow. No, I like it. Um, and the other one is... Uh, what about the hill near the scoreboard? Well, that's what I'm just about to mention, under the scoreboard. So... Under that West End draft scoreboard is the place to be. You don't have to walk far for your beer. Um, one of the things which when I played the one and only Adelaide Test match that I play is, oh, is that excited? Any time after tea and you're fielding somewhere down near fine leg, which I'm sure you well, would have seen. Um, I used to field a mid-off, but I always used to turn my head over because there used to be a scuffle probably every yep. 15 or 30 minutes or so just to keep you entertained. I would have thought that's a pretty good thing for a couple of the England players to get themselves over there if they're a bit bored. Yeah. Um, because it'll happen. Um, Might help them with the short ball. Yeah. Being right. able to hustle and bustle with the Adelaideans out there on the hill. Yeah. Um, they've had four hours of drinking. Yeah. Uh, there's good ba- you talk about the fighting, but there's good banter as well. Great fun banter. Great banter. Yeah. Um, it's a bit It's a bit like the, their Bay 13, isn't yeah. it, where you can have fun with everyone and they have fun with the players and you enjoy themselves. But um, we had um, comedian Anthony Limo Lehman promoting his book a couple of episodes ago. We did. Remember how, when he talked about how he actually got kicked out before a ball? A ball ball, yes. You can do that as well. <laughs> well, if that happens... Go to the Queen's Head. The Queen's Head. Yeah. That's where you go. Wait for everyone. So there's there's one pub which we, we think you can go to. Another one that we like to venture to, because generally we stay around... Um, the North Terrace Precinct. There's the Strathmore Hotel, one of Dizzy's favourites. Dizzy loves to slide Easy. in there for a pot of beer. Um, or for me, who 
I like to go for a wander every now and then, go down the funky end of, of Rundle Mall and keep going to Rundle Street, which is the, the Exeter Hotel. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, she's a bit she's a bit rugged, but if you if you want something a little bit funky, yeah. hang around with those I had dudes. A few with then, uh, Craig White, yeah, um, who grew up in Bendigo. I played yeah. underage Victorian Australian with him, and then played a lot of Test cricket for. England. Yeah. Well, Whitey. if you don't like the exit, you can just jet set over the road to the Austral as well. So, so Fitzroy's a suburb. They have just just a couple of, like a half a street that's yes. Fitzroy, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Up they, that do. End. they do. You're right, those two pups. Exactly. And and once the, and the, and the last point of call before you stumble home, get in a taxi, is, is get yourself to Hindley Street for a souvlaki at 3 a.m. To, yeah. to make sure you fill your belly um, for the next day. And also, you'll know you've had a good night when you drip the garlic sauce on your shoes and you wake up the next morning and you go, what's happened last night? Oh, I must have gone to the test match and, and you get up and do it all again. So that's my guide to Adelaide. Um, good fun time, Adelaide, whenever there's any cricket on. Um, I copped a bit yeah. of flack on, uh, yeah, on, on Twitter, actually, during the week, questioning what you do any other well, time Michael Adelaide. said, is there a better place in the world than Adelaide? Yeah. And... What was your and response? And I said, well, haven't you been anywhere else? Oh, jeez. Um, and I got a few yeah. Adelaide, what are they called, Adelaideans? I call them Adelaideans. Yeah, Adelaideans got on to me and said, blah, 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 you're only shitty because you got from strikers, flicks from strikers. That's yeah. not the case. If you've yeah. actually spent six weeks, the actual oh, yeah, city said. shuts down. Yeah. Uh, I loved it there. Very family-based. But I remember I was commentating for Fox Sports New Year's Day. Yeah. Forgot my tie. Not a problem. Got my suit. Can't I was walked down the mall and uh, buy a tie. Not open. Not open. No. Not had, open. New Year's Day. No, we had to walk. We counted. It was it, it's a it's a great four pocket. and a half blocks. I think on New Year's oh, on New Year's Eve, I reckon, before the game to get a coffee, yeah. um, coffee. which didn't make Ben Lachlan at all no. happy. He's a he's I a want him happy, he's a creature of habit. He liked to go to the same place religiously all the time, as did Craig Simmons. He's a good fan. He's a fan of the Bowlology yeah, Report. But Benny. yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Adelaide Oval and the Adelaide Hills. Well, that's your guide. I'll go a quick guide. My guide is to social greetings. On the back of the, the Johnny Bairstow, Cam Bancroft uh, headbutt. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that's all over now. But when the English press have built an argument that it's all from Australia and all that, once that sort of happened, I don't mind the boys using it on, on field. Nah, yeah, not you, at all. Because, you know, Johnny. It's open slather. He was the, the guy who was proactive in this incident. The, mm. um, and also, the English press was selling it as if it was a friendly headbutt. Now, for me, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> you know, when you use phrases that don't seem to make any logical sense yeah. or contradictory. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. Headbutt. Yeah, like pretty, ugly. Yes. Jumbo, shrimp. Yes. Act naturally. <laughs> it's an oxymoron there. So just for, for Johnny... And uh, for any English guys like that, just just a little bit of a guide, right? Let's go through Let's the pre- hear it. Like instead of a friendly headbutt, just quick ones: a handshake. It's simple. A handshake. Yeah. Two high five. High five can be used. Boom. Three. We're Aussies. Thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs so then up. there's actually no any physical interaction. Just thumbs up. Also, you know what Aussies do? We wink. We do wink. We don't yep. need to do that. We'll just do a little bit of a, a wink yep. and maybe a little bit of a shrug of the head. Shrug of the or a head. Wink. Or a... That, that could work. Yep. Johnny, a nod. A just nod. Just a nod. A nod's okay. A champ, a big one. Um, probably getting into my least preferred thing, but maybe it's better than a friendly headbutt. Just a just a fist pump. Oh, the fist pump. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. But you've got to do that right. The Shazam. Because the Shazam, I had a bad incident with the fist pump. I was playing Lashing, Lashing Cricket Club, you know, and and it's mainly of West Indians. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters of cricket. Yeah. And I'm playing it. I'm, I'm I'm probably the worst player that Lashings have ever had. You know, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I haven't played for a while, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I'm loving playing. But where I freaked out, we'd get wickets and the wicket celebrations. And because it's, you know, Sir Vivian Richards, Richie Richardson, Vasper Drakes, yeah. um, wow. all these, uh, Jimmy Adams, Phil Simmons, oh. they're celebrate. there's high fives, yep. um, fist pumps, but then there's they elaborate on ah. that. So I'm not in the game. They're doing butterflies mm, yeah. before they do it. So I'm missing everything. And You're I'm not cool at, enough. I'm not cool enough. No. So then I build a plan that I'd always get in there late enough that the celebration's already gone. Yep. We're in the circle and I'd just go and pat them on the back, yep. right? So I'd delay coming in because I, I got the yips. Yeah. I got the yips. Is Jimmy a fist pumper? Um is Richie Rich a you yeah. know a high fiver? You're a rocker, not a rapper. A rocker, but I know Richie Rich. He's Antiguan. He's a fist pump. Yeah, man, yeah, man. That's the only yeah, one I know. I love yeah. Rich. Yeah, man. So fast forward, beach cricket, which was on Channel Ten series, yes. good fun. Going to breakfast first day. Guess who's there? Sir Vivian Richards. I'm in, I'm intimidated by Sir Vivian. Yeah, who is? I've it? met him once years ago. I don't think he'll know who I am. Blah blah blah. Same. Same. Our eyes lock. Mm. We're going in for a greeting. Was it right? a champ? So I'm thinking Antigua and Richie Richardson. Uh, yeah. I go with Same. fist pump. Right. Guess what Sir Vivian goes with? He goes handshake. Just goes handshake. Oh, my God. Right. So, he- so I actually punch his open hand at the end, of, you know, basically at the front there, right? <laughs> so then I look at him and I just crap myself. Right. So I just get out of there because yeah. I'm thinking, what? what's so he go, thinking? What, what, you, what you're doing, man? What, what are you doing, doing man? What you're so, doing? Fist pump, yeah, what's going on there? Yeah. So I just avoided it, right? Because I just didn't, if I'd confronted it straight away, I just yeah. went, sorry, I didn't mean that. I, I'll just, you know, and tell the story. Yeah. So I told the story on um, radio a couple of weeks later, you know, we're in Perth on this thing. Mm. Walk on the bus and then I, I see him, he goes, you know, Demo, here in the radio last night, Demo, very good, very good. Like this, and I'm thinking, did he hear the story? Yeah. And he's going, very good, but I know the story. Yes. Or two, did he actually hear me? So I Don't never know. confronted that, but- my message to probably Cam Bang or to Johnny Bairstow, go through those first five, mm. a handshake, high five, thumbs up, a wink or a nod. Mm. But for Cam Bancroft, bad technique either, I reckon be second in. Don't go too early. If you go second, you yeah. can read the play. Yeah. So even with Johnny's headbutt, if you've delayed it, you yeah. could go, hey, hey, we don't do this here. What about and a handshake? Yeah, I'm going to chuck one in there as well. What about the dab? The dab's pretty yeah. – pretty- well, it's non-threatening. Non-threatening, yeah. Hey, Hodgie, that was my guide to social greetings. Now, we put out a poll question. Mm. had a few hundred votes too. On the back of Hodgie's 99 for East Sandy last week, is it better knowing you're on 99 or not knowing? This is how close this it is. It's pretty close. 51% the winner is yes, and then you get to plan for celebration. 49% no, let it be a surprise. Right. That's very close, See, isn't it? I'd like to know of these voters who's actually got to 99. That'd um, be an interesting So there's a bit of banter life. between some blokes and uh, Bert Pies. At Bert Pies goes, I was just happy to get off the mark. <laughs> and then tell me when I reach double figures. <laughs> well played. Yeah, good work. Well, Hodgie, that's the Bolology Report for this week. Um, Adelaide Oval, who's going to win? Oh, Australia again. 
Yeah, I, I'm up with Riggy Ponting. I think they could wash it 5 0. That could be, I tell you what, it's going to be an entertaining maybe three days, maybe go into the four. You've got the guide if you're over there. Just yeah. listen to, to Bradley Hodges' things there. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, audience is up, subscribers up on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot for that. Taking us out this week, you're a champion. This bloke's a champion, Dwayne Bravo. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.